Have you guys ever heard the saying that stress will kill you? Man, that ain't that ain't no lie and that ain't no joke. Um, this episode is gonna function more like, more like an educational episode. I know a lot of the other episodes we've done with people we've interviewed have kind of functioned as experiential episodes where we talk about the experience and the knowledge gained from it. But you know, actually, this one is actually going to be similar like that. But I'm going to go through some things from the uh, what what uh. Uh, what organization is that? The uh, American Psychological Association, because I want to talk to you today about stress and how stress um, legit is trying to kill you. Legit trying to kill me. And I'm not saying that to be an alarmist. I'm just saying it as it's been something that I've been living with recently, like a lot of stress. And I've so and I've started seeing the really negative effects it's been having. And I know that I'm obviously not the only one who's dealing with it, or not only dealing with it, but struggling with it. Okay, so um, the plan for this episode, we're going to go through some literature that uh, the the, uh, American Psychological Association has up. Um, just talking about some of the effects of stress on the body, on like on the different systems of the body, and what we can do to, uh, yeah, kind of mitigate mitigate it. This is not going to be a long episode. It's going to be nice and short. We're going to get into it. All right, we're into it. <laughs> um, but let me give you a background. Let me tell you what's been going on. Right. So, it's been a crazy stressful season of my life. Like. OD. Uh, let me give you a quick rundown of some of the things that I've been, you know, doing and dealing with. So you already know I work as an oncology nurse and that in of itself is enough to burn someone out. Oncology, when you deal in, in oncology, you will deal with end of life. The stakes are very high here. That's enough, right? But I'm also in nurse practitioner school. Now, recently I found out a lot of people do not know what nurse, what a nurse practitioner is, what a nurse practitioner does. Uh, then I asked them, uh, do you know what a physician assistant is? Sometimes they know what that is. Uh, sometimes they don't. So, But a nurse practitioner is what they call a mid-level provider. Um, you are in some states, you have to be supervised by a doctor. Well, you have to be, eh, I guess, supervised by... Maybe that, that, that wording is wrong and I'm going to get destroyed by my nurse colleagues. But um, but you do have to work under doctor's supervision. But you can see patients, write prescriptions, um, really treat patients on your own. In some states, you have to get sign-off from a doctor. Some states, you don't. You can open up your own practice and all that good stuff. So, I'm in school to, to do that, which is a very big deal. Um, but sometimes I forget about it in... in retrospect to all the things I'm doing, but I'm also, as you guys know, you're li- if you're listening, I'm also have this podcast, which is starting to, uh, has, you know, received so, uh, a decent amount of success lately. That's been pleasant, beautiful, welcomed and, and, and desired, but it also comes with, uh, it also comes with time and effort. And so with that, you have the social media you have to run. And then not only that, my wife and I have a a real estate company. And we recently closed on uh, a fourth investment property. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know from that episode I did with my brother. This is happening. This is like, this is a thing. Um, And his plans work. Shouts out to Legacy Assets Group. Shouts out to our partner, Mark Lewis, man. These guys are great. They're just 
knowledgeable. Um, so we closed on an investment property, but you, you close on these things and things require stabilization. And there's a lot that I can go into, but that's for another episode, which will be a fun episode to do. So we're doing that as well. Um, we've also been leading uh, an independent worship team that we've you know, been been working on for, for a while now. Things are, I feel like they're at a, a place where some pretty amazing things are about to start happening. We've uh, we got some events that we're uh, planning and uh, that are about to happen pretty soon. And you got the rehearsals, you got wrangling people, you know, you got to set up. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, you got that trying to stay in shape, too. What? <laughs> and all, all those things you're doing, you also want to tend to your marriage, right? Have a good relationship with your wife, my wife, who's the bomb. And, um, I mean, that's a lot, right? That alone. I know I'm forgetting certain things. I'll probably listen back and be like, man, you forgot this, you got that. But think about all that, right? Managing all that and having to, you know, be at the front of it. Um, because if I'm not at the front of what I'm doing in school, no one's going to do it for me. If I'm not at the front of what I'm doing, uh, business wise, absolutely nobody's going to do that for you. Like my brother said, this thing goes as far as you take it. And I feel, you know, so when you're out in front of things, organizing, it takes a lot. And the stress that was incurred, that was happening, I felt it building and building. And I just knew uh, I was headed for trouble because I couldn't, you know, I found my, you know, I found myself in a situation in, in some, I found myself in a situation where I could not get out of something. You know, I had two assignments due, I had two papers due at the same time. You know, we have the rehearsal coming. We got this, we got that. And I couldn't drop anything. I remember I said to my friends, I said to people like, yo, something's going to happen. Uh, you know, because the stress induced injuries come, you know, I, um, because I'm big into, you know, the fitness and, you know, trying to get in shape, trying to figure out the best uh, way to, you know, optimize your body. And one of the things that they would say was that, you know, a sign that you should not train because your body's overstressed is that you're going to start feeling all these aches and pains, right? I started feeling these aches and pains. And I wasn't recovering from my workouts like I normally do. And that was a telltale sign. Oh, something's 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 happening right and then i uh, i have we have this rehearsal let me backtrack i started feeling like aches and pains in my ankle now backtrack back in 2015 when i was hospitalized for meningitis and when i almost died i ended up developing gout when i was in the hospital which was crazy i'm like no way gout like no but whatever was the situation with my genetic makeup made me predisp- uh, predisposed to developing gout and the purines and blah, blah, blah. None of my siblings have it. My, you know, my, my dad and my mom didn't have it. My diet wasn't something indicative of someone who should have it. But sometimes your genetics dis- just predispose you to certain things. And I used to think that I was, a, I, I used to get caught up in and so angry and be, you know, super upset about it. It's not fair. It's not fair. But then when you start seeing kids with cancer, ooh. I stopped complaining about that being fair or not and just trying to decide. Let me just let me just deal with it as best as I could. Well, anyway, I ended up having a stress-induced gout flare-up in my ankle, which was 
rough because one day I'm walking, the next day, no way. Like my wife, when we woke up and I couldn't walk, she rushed out to give me some crutches. Like, because this is about to be a thing. And so I say all that to, to, to now bring us back to why I want to talk about stress. Because this is an effect it's having on me, but this is just like one effect. But what we know from stress is that it can present itself in everybody in different ways. It's because if you have a, a genetic predisposition to something, stress will then exasper- exasperate that thing. Right now, I gotta, I, I'm saying to myself, you know what? Let me consider myself lucky because this thing is going to put me down for a week. I'm, I just need to lay down, sit down for a week, recover. Then you can get back to lifting, carrying on, being, you know, just getting after it. But it's a sign that I have to process this stress better because, and what we're about to see, the effects on the body on the different systems, uh, it can be a lot more severe. And so, it's real quick, let's start, you know, uh, if we go through, let's say the musculoskeletal system, uh, I'm just gonna read off of it. And if this, some of these things kind of affect you or they, or they, they, how can I say, they resonate with you, then, you know, hey. So let's talk about migraines and headaches. Um, and I'm going to read directly off of this. For example, both tension type headache and migraine headaches are associated with chronic muscle tension in the areas of the shoulders, neck, and head. Musculoskeletal pain in the lower back and upper extremities have also been linked to stress, especially job stress. So essentially what they're talking about in this area is that when you're stressed, your muscles tense up. They tense up. And normally, you know, if, when muscles get stressed, they tense up and you, you know, you relax it. You let that stress go. But if you're chronically stressed and the muscles there are chronically tight, well, now you have these things that start showing up like these uh, tension headaches, these migraines. So it's also no shocker that if you even have a pre-existing injury around some of these places in your body like lower backs shoulders necks you know for some of my uh my mma you know practitioner homies my martial artists my sports you know guys like yo if you've lived this life you're gonna have some pre-existing injuries and stress only works exasperate stress only uh functions to exasperate those issues so it's imperative on a muscular level to check your stress. Ooh, let's talk about the respiratory system. So, uh, what did what they say here? Stress and strong emotions can present with respiratory symptoms such as shortness of breath and rapid breathing as the airway between the nose and the lungs constricts. For people without respiratory disease, this is generally not a problem as the body can manage the additional work to breathe comfortably, but Psychological stressors can exasperate breathing problems for people with pre-existing respiratory diseases such as asthma, COPD, that includes emphysema, bronchitis. Shoot, maybe if you've even had COVID and you're a long hauler, your lung capacity can now be altered. This, so so many psychological stressors can just 
You can make your breathing even worse. And we know that the gas exchange, you know, you want to get the, the oxygen in, carbon dioxide out. But if you have a buildup of carbon dioxide, that's even another bigger problem. Stress can affect all this and, you know, these things. And also that shortness of breath can induce, you know, higher rates of anxiety and panic attacks. This is, this is real stuff. This is real stuff. Let's see what else we got here. Let's go on to, ooh, oh, the cardiovascular system. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Man, I don't have to even read this thing to tell you about stress on a cardiovascular system. Put it straight up. Chronic stress can lead to heart attacks. Chronic stress can lead to strokes. I mean, we can go into the science of it, but I don't even know if you care about it. But I'll read it for, for my fellow nerds out there. Uh, okay. Um, chronic stress or constant stress experience over a prolonged period of time can contribute to long-term problems for heart and blood vessels. The consistent and ongoing increase in heart rate and the elevated levels of stress hormones and of blood pressure can take a toll on the body. The long-term ongoing stress can increase the risk for hypertension, heart attack, or stroke. And this is not fun stuff. I, yo, I, I spent some time on a stroke unit when I was doing my um, clinical rotations. And that's no joke. It's no joke. The effects of stress on the heart are no joke. And some of these things, like the stress that you're incurring, you can reverse it now. But once some of these things start happening, oh boy, it's much harder to reverse. So we want to catch it now and do something about it now. And it reminds me of this story when I was on this uh, stroke unit, the stroke ICU during my clinical um, rotations in nursing school. Uh, I remember there was this one guy, this one um, young black gentleman. He was about 41 or something like that, around that age. And he had a pretty bad stroke. And he was just, you know, non-responsive when I was there. I mean, maybe barely, barely, barely responsive. And I remember his wife asked the nurse that I was shadowing, like she said, uh, has he had any improvement today um, or this week? And the nurse said, no, no, not so much. And then the wife asked, do you think, you know, is he going to get better? And the nurse uh, artfully said, well, well, we don't know. You know, we, we go day by day and we see. Um, and so when the nurse and I uh, left the room, I asked her, I stopped her, I said, yo, uh, do you think he's going to get better? And she looked at me and she shook her head. She was like, no, I don't think so. But I don't, who am I to say? I don't know that for sure. But this just looks like this is what it's going to be. And I remember thinking, dang, that's rough. That's rough. Now, I'm not saying his stroke happened because of stress. But I'm saying stress can lead to strokes. Remember, like I said, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm just telling you the game like I've seen it, like I've been learning it, like I've been understanding it. You know, as I'm also reading through, you know, this <laughs> reading through some of this, I realize I don't want to go into all the systems right now because uh, we'd be here for a while. But the information is so important. But the last one, let's let's just talk about the nervous system, right? You know, um, 
because that's very important. All right, so quick breakdown of the nervous system. This is super rudimentary. Uh, so the uh, so the nervous system is broken down into like uh, two different systems, right? The the um, sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is a thing that you can essentially control. It's the the nervous system that um, is responsible for the fight or flight response. You know, um, the parasympathetic nervous system is one that you really can't control. Um, it's one that's responsible for like vasoconstriction or constriction of your um, bronchioles, like your your lungs. The, the bronchioles are within your lungs. So, um, you know, the things that can lead to like, you know, asthma attack and, and, and all that other stuff. So constantly stressing these systems. Now you may ask, okay, Ugo, why are you talking about the, the, you know, these nervous systems when we're talking about um, the overall reaction to stress? Oh, I think that's pretty obvious. But the uh, nervous systems have a very close relationship with our immune systems. You know, so when these systems are stressed, certain hormones and chemicals are released and they play a big function in how our immune system, which is related to our organs, obviously, how they react. But if you keep stressing something, if something is continuously stressed and used and activated, well, that thing gets worn out if it doesn't get a chance to recharge. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Our, our bodies are so genius, geniusly made. It's out of this world. Your body is set to recover constantly as even though it is a system that is designed to also um, live until completion. Completion would be death. But here's the thing, you don't want to accelerate that. So so you're, you being exposed to these constant stressors is just something that will exasperate that. And if we've seen anything uh, from this uh, recent pandemic that we're still in, is that you need that immune system, bruh. <laughs> so, all that to say this. We need to make it a priority to figure out how to mitigate certain stressors in our life because our lives do depend on it. Legit, you will die. You can die if this does not, if we don't start adjusting certain things in our life. And okay, maybe if I say to you, you will die or we can die, that maybe sounds so still so esoteric. You can put yourself, how about this? You will put yourself in a situation where you have to take medications that you don't want to take. And those medications can have certain side effects on your body that you don't really like. And it's now a thing in your life. I don't like being on crutches right now. My wife came back from Home Depot and I couldn't help her go to the car and grab some things and put it back in the house. Why? Because I'm on crutches. You figure out there's these small things that you would like to do. The small things in life that which make life the big things. That, which make, that make life worth living for you. You won't be able to do these things because now you're affected by this thing. By whatever affliction that comes up within you. So I'm saying you, yo, I'm trying to give you a heads up. Yo, prioritize it. It's not secondary. 
your health is not secondary to your job. Your health is not is not secondary to whatever these other yo. Know, if you can get real, your health is not secondary to your obligations to your friends, to your obligations to your church. Uh oh, what did I say? did I just say that? Yes, I said that. Because if you are sick and no longer able to do anything, you're who who can you help? You have to prioritize you, because let me tell you, there are things in this world that are trying to take you out. And I say that with love. We want you to be around as long as you can be for your family, for your kids, for your community, so you can continue to be out here doing good things, loving people, lifting people up. This is what it's about. So please, please, please take care of yourself. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.